to show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Offense Podcast. And this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be welcoming back a good friend to the show. Uh, good friend to all the Dante Collective podcasts, whether it be Colompton, So You Like Horror, or Off the Mats, and then also the host of the Off the Saddle podcast as well. So I want to welcome back to the show, Mr. It's like, all right, Manuel. We're going to welcome mm-hmm. Manuel back. But <laughs> I thought about it because I texted you though. It was like, yo, Manny Fresh, what's up? And I started, I was like, yo, is it a requirement to call anyone named Manuel Manny Fresh? I think, I think yes. Like I wouldn't know. I don't really call anyone Manny Fresh, but I haven't known that many Manuels. But if I, maybe because I speak Spanish also, if I do know a Manuel, it's Tocayo, which means like, like same name. Okay. So it's like it's already a nickname. So if like if there's another Manny, it'd be like, oh Tocayo, what's up? And it basically means hey, same name. So. Weirdly enough, I know three Manuels. That's I like, and it just clicked in my mind. I was like, "Holy shit!" I know three motherfuckers. God damn! All right, and each of you are Manny Fresh. (laughs) It's like you're like uh like uh gremlins threw some water on you. I kept fucking multiplying. I was like, "God damn, dude!" It's the Manny verse. Everyone else is doing it. Why not? Right? (laughs) Yeah. No shit. It was like just may as well. May as well. Um, how you been feeling, man? What's been going on? Oh man, from from good to bad, right? Let's 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 like bring it down to like a slow ass crawl. Um, okay, so I have not been doing that well, but I am doing much better right now. But I I did kind of have uh, I'm not sure what the word is relapse or just you know another bout against uh with my sciatic uh pain which kind of in my case like when i have my sciatica it's normally due to throwing my back out really bad and what's crazy is like it's really hard to explain how bad it gets when it's bad but it's one of those things where like imagine literally not leaving your bed for a week or two when it's bad so that's kind of the position I've been in where uh, every time it gets bad, it's like, you know, ridiculously difficult just to kind of keep your head up because you're kind of confined to your bedroom, to your bed. Even you can't even go to the restroom. You can't crawl out of bed. You can't some like during the beginning stages, I can't even turn around from one position to another. If I'm hurting, like I just got to just sit there and take it. So, yeah, that's kind of what's happened recently. And this last time was a little bit worse than any other time. And, uh, yeah, it just sucked ass. It's just really, really shitty situation. I feel for anyone with problems like that, you know, like or any kind of problem that puts you out. You know, like, I'm no stranger to injuries. And um, I can deal with them pretty well. This is just something different because it feels so helpless oh. and it's super tough. It's super tough. Yeah, I, I can't imagine 
when it comes to the back. Just, you know, how helpless that can make you feel. I know my wife had back surgery back in uh, 2010. Steve, who's uh, my co-host over there on Kalompton, he's had back surgery once or twice. Oh, wow. And it's like, you know, whenever I hear about the back, I heard my back last week, but it wasn't anything that, you know, put me out of commission. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that turned funny. I was trying to do something that was not natural and i reached i was like oh shit that then but it was like a quick twinge and i was like okay i'm good i'm good i'm good and then moved on that's actually happened to me recently where i basically threw my back out the way i guess the average person would or hmm. like i made like a weird movement and I, and I felt it and it got tight and i was like oh dude that sucks and like yeah I was I was stiff and I kind of wanted to hunch like naturally your body wants to curl a little bit and I was like oh that sucks and like I you know moved around I stretched I did some of the movements that I've learned from you know having my own my back issues and like it loosened up and I was good I'm like oh shit this must be what it's like for a normal person to throw their back out no when I do it I gotta be all dramatic about it and like fucking fall to the floor and be carried out and shit we went to see my grandparents uh, a few weeks back, and my grandfather has a bad back. I mean, my grand, like both my grandparents are in their nineties. Oh, my grandfather, I can't anything's really great at that point. Not, well, it's funny. My grandma moves pretty well. She she seems like you know still well put together. My grandfather, that, that's toughness, bro. That's toughness. I promise you, shit hurts. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certain it does, but yeah, it's, it's like my wife and I were talking about this the other day, and and Steve and I also, uh, we all were talking about pains because Steve, I believe, got another shot in his knee recently. Okay, and um, I want to say his last one was a year ago, and it should not have been that long. And the doctor was like, mm. "Like how how did you make it this far? You know, without." any pain or like you know or just being okay and you know steel's like i mean it's kind of you know i have some issues here and there but you know i'm still able to function and you know we got to talking about different types of you know pains and just tolerances for pain because sometimes you don't know what something's supposed to feel like and you just kind of oh that's uncomfortable but you power through it and then sometimes there are just people that are like ridiculously tough and it's like they know it's fucked but they just push through and like i was telling my wife a while back i didn't know what an ear infection was supposed to feel like okay and the thing is i'd been having them for years i just i didn't know what the fuck that was i was like huh i thought it was just a headache it's like no you had an ear infection i was like and I almost wonder if it's like, you know, with kids, you know, when they fall down, if you react, then, oh, ow, it hurts, you know, right. but if you don't react, they just get up. And I think that was kind of the case with me with some things where it's like, ow, this hurts, but I'll be all right. I'm going to go ahead and go to school because they're not going to let me stay home anyway. So I may as well just fucking power through whatever this is or, you know, any kind of injuries. So I don't know. See, my parents were like, yeah, you didn't want to be sick in my house because in the in the homes I grew up in, they were all pretty much the same. I don't know if it was like Latin thing or it's like maybe that that era of parenting thing where if I was hurt or if I was sick, then that meant like, why are you smiling? 
you shouldn't be smiling. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I watch TV, why are you watching TV? You should be resting. It's like, I've been asleep for mm-hmm. 14 hours. Like, how I'm not in a coma. Like, how much more rest could I get at this point, you know? But then and so my, my foster mom was that way. It's like, if I stayed home, yeah, you, you no, you're not staying home to enjoy shit. <laughs> hey, you sick. You, you home. Whereas with my grandparents, when I stayed home, it was like, oh, you know, here, let us, you know, if grandma stayed home that day, usually though I was old enough, my grandparents took me in that I could stay home alone. By you know, by the legal standards back in the day, I think now you can't stay home alone unless you're 13 or some shit. I'm I not think sure. the legal standards in the 80s was like if you were past four. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it was that old. Um, yeah, I think for my you know, when I moved to my grandparents, I was 12, so if, if I was sick, which I believe the first two years I lived with them, I didn't miss a day of school. I just went. But once I moved to Maryland, it was like, man, fuck that. I, I was I, I was in the nurse's office taking naps. Like, I just wouldn't go to school. It was all types of nonsense. But, you know, if I did happen to stay home, though, and my grandma, if she was home, you know, it was cool in the gang. She, you know, check in on me, make sure I was okay. But more often than not, she'd go to work as my grandfather would, and I'd be home. And usually I would just play video games, but I knew, you know, once around 3, 30, 4 o'clock gets there, turn that shit off, like get under the covers. And they, they never made a gripe about it, though. They were just like, okay, that's chill. Sick. That's chill. Yeah, my grandparents, like, I, my grandparents were really great, but sometimes I feel like I wish they were a little tougher on me. Just because I came up kind of in like uh, like my foster mom when it came to school, my I, grades were important. You gotta have good grades yeah. when it comes to chores. Do your chores right now. You know all you know all all the normal stuff that you know the kids of the eighties typically grew up with. But once my grandparents got a hold of me, it was like my grades were trash. They was just like okay, whatever. You know, I didn't do my chores. Like it, it was like you know, they're like Jake, can you take out the trash? You don't got to do it right now, but it, it has to be done before you go to bed. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Guess what didn't happen? The trash yeah. came out. So I wonder how much of that was also like now as a parent, like the, the the guilt, you know, like the guilt of like knowing you're you're not with your parents anymore, and you're over here, and like feeling like oh, I don't. He's going through a lot, like because I know like. Me personally, obviously, like nothing for my kids, right? Because fuck that. They have a mom and dad, so no excuses. Get that shit done. But for like, I have nephews and cousins where like, I do feel like I do that a little bit more like, oh, you know, like he's already going through a lot or she's already going through a lot. So like, you know, I don't want to add to the load where my kids, I'm like trying to add to the load every day, like harder, meaner, tougher. It's like, you're going to be the best of the best. Like that, we can only carry so many boulders across the yard. More. The hell with it. You're gonna be the best of the worst, then. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you will be the my, best. My grandparents, I think part of with my grandparents, what was going on is that they, you know, they they've raised a bunch of kids already, and I think they're just like, Look, our job is to make sure that you make it to 18. And once you're at 18, you're because because I had three younger brothers and they took me, they didn't take my other brothers because they were younger. And, you know, they did kind of say, you know, we took you because you're older. So 
you know, it's really going to be year 12. So you got six years. I think we can manage six years. Joke was on them. I don't think I moved out. Well, I moved out a couple <laughs> different times. But I didn't really move out. Like, I think I moved out when I was 20, maybe 21. The, the Australian and, move out. <laughs> like, they were still making me dinner. Oh, so wow. I would still show up for dinner and then go back over and party. But there was an issue, though, in between all that where when when I was um, living with my buddies, they knew I would go back home from time to time. And my grandparents knew I would just disappear from time to time. But there was a there was a night where I actually my car broke down. And I didn't know where the fuck I was. And we didn't have cell phones at the time. So I was like, oh, shit. So I flagged down a cop who was in the middle of pulling someone over. And I was like, hey, man, I have no idea where I am. They took me to a police station, which, ironically enough, I ended up living around the corner from that police station and working (laughs) right across the street from there. I thought that was going somewhere totally different. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, no! Hey man, I'm a I'm a model citizen. Okay. I, um, but no, I ended up um eventually living near that police station like many years later. But I remember the cop, you know, he took me in, just was like, here, you know, like make a phone call. Couldn't find you know anyone. Couldn't get a hold of anyone. So. I ended up getting a cab home. I had no money. So I showed back up. I I didn't go to my grandparents' house. I went to where I live with my buddy Mario and Charles. And I remember kicking in the door. Like the door, it was unlocked. I just kicked the door open. I had a double cheeseburger in my hand. I flung it like up into the living room. Mario had guests over. almost hit one of the guests in the head. I was like, I need money for the cab, dude. Give me money (laughs) for the cab. But, um, but it was just weird because no one knew where I was. Like, you know, my grandparents, they had no clue what was going on. Mario and Charles thought I was probably back at grandma's house. Meanwhile, I'm I'm in the middle of, you know, Odenton, like clueless. I didn't know what Odenton was. Like now I live near Odenton now. It's like it's wild how back then there were so many like adventures that were like, I mean, just like in general, there was like weeks, just weeks that you just knew nothing about people. Like, cause you know, like a lot of people, especially when I was like already a teenager, didn't really have cell phones. No. Like there were some very few ones that had cell phones when I was like 18, 19. But even then it wasn't like everyone had to have one. It was like starting to become a craze, but it wasn't everyone. And so there was just a lot of people were like, Oh, have you seen so-and-so? No, I haven't bumped into them. Like, I haven't literally bumped into them because any other way, you're not going to their house. And, you know, if you're going to call their house, it'd be, for the most part, it was kind of weird to call someone's house. Like, in my, for me especially, like, you were either already talked about it, like, at school, like, hey, I'll see you here. And then you'd go. But it wasn't like you'd call them, like, hey, do you want to go to the whatever? No, like, it was, especially in high school, it was like, you show up to their pad and be like, hey, so-and-so here? No. Well, fuck it. Let's go to park. Our phone calls back then were just limited to things like that. Like, you know, like, yo, what's up? What are you trying to do? You know, there, there are no any phone conversations that took place. But they're definitely like, you know, that was really our only means of communication for a minute. I remember I got a call from 
my buddy Charles, who I mentioned earlier. So a fight, a fight didn't happen. Someone got jumped. I don't know who the fuck the guy was that got jumped, but I get a call from Charles saying, "Yo, you want to fight?" Well, Charles is my best friend. That says to Charles, "I mean, I don't got no static with you, but we can do it if you want." <laughs> you missed like, the room. <laughs> he's like, "No, motherfucker, not me." <laughs> like, <laughs> he, like, in the, like in in you know, all honestly, he would have fucking murdered me. This he, he was a fucking barbarian. But um, but you know that that's how our phone calls went. You know, and he just happened to catch me when I was home because. Like I right. think the time that he called, I, I think I was about to go out somewhere else, and you know he calls like, "Yo, you, you like you trying to fight?" I was like, "Um, why? I don't <laughs> want to fight you, but I mean, we can. It's gonna suck, but yeah." <laughs> but no, you know, do, do you remember the fear of like calling a girl, especially if it was like the first time, like oh, maybe yeah. 13, 14 and you're like calling a girl, like that was like, "Please answer, please answer." Like you didn't want any adult to answer. There was this one girl, and it sucks because I really, really liked her. She was very, very pretty. And we were boyfriend, girlfriend, I guess, for a month. Um <laughs> long time in grade school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was all my relationships were a month. Like nothing lasts for a month until like I met my current wife. And you know, even with that, it's like, hmm. Like, I don't even think we're dating. I think we're just hanging out. But they, like, I called this one girl Leanne, and I left a voicemail. You know, I was oh, a Lord. stupid kid. I was, you know, just trying to be funny. I, I don't remember what I said on the voicemail, but I know her parents hated me from that point on. This was like, you know, we have to break up. My parents and I can't talk to you. And I was like, man, that sucks. Like, all right, well, you know, but like most other times, having to call any girls, like. I don't, it's like, it, you know, you'd always have those nerves, but I never stressed it too much, but it, it was all like, I do remember it, but it was like, well, it, it never stopped me, but I remember the nerves, yeah. right? Like, like back then, you, I guess you felt, I feel like you had to be a little braver back then, even with like, mm -hmm. like people at the mall. And this is not something I did, but I worked at the mall. So I saw that this uh, culture, right. Yeah. There was like a mall culture of guys with like a pen in their pocket or on their hat. And they were looking for girls to ask them for their number. Like that's, that's an incredibly brave thing to do. Like in my opinion, like, like I never met yeah. girls like by walking up to them, like, Hey you, what's up? Like it was always circumstantial. We were in the same place. We're in the same class or we're in the same area or someone knows someone. It was never like, Kind of like cold call, <laughs> like it was like, yeah. like just hey you you over there like what? it's just like yeah no that was that was it was a braver time I think back then because you gotta like randomly walk to somebody ask them for their number and then call them and hope that it's not like their uncle or dad or brother who answers avoid that okay. drama. <laughs> all right, all right. So before we started recording, I told you I think somebody was trying to scam me on uh -huh. Messenger. So they just they just messaged back. So I got a friend request from someone named Becca Rose. Oh, Instagram. Becca Rose. Becca Rose sounds very suspect. Definitely a scammer. Um, so 
I saw they sent me a friend request. I'm rarely on Facebook. So it's like, okay, let's look at the mutuals. I see the three mutuals. It's like three guys. Okay. I already, I, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Flag. where this is going, but <laughs> yep. I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and confirm. Yes, we'll be friends. Probably 10 minutes later, I get a message. How are you doing? So I replied with, I'm well, yourself. You know, typical Dante lingo. Okay. I'm doing good. Where are you from? She hit you with the ASL? <laughs> Dude, I wish. I would have went right into autopilot. So, she, you know, she's with the, you know, where are you from? So I says, I'm in Maryland. You? Like, like I'm... Super. God, these people are so dumb. <laughs> so I didn't get a response back yet. You know, at this time ago, I'm in Maryland. You? She goes, where do you live in Maryland? Mm. So I go... Crofton, I don't live in Crofton. <laughs> I, sh I should have said something. I should have said Hagerstown. I, sh I should have said something way off the fucking mark. So she goes, "I'm living in Odenton." Weird. We were just talking about Odenton. Mm -hmm. I'm living in. She's Odenton, listening Maryland. to you right now, dude. <laughs> hey, I, or I, I should say fans. probably he. He's listening to you right now. Of course, it's a Nigerian prince. Um. <laughs> Needs money for the for the astronaut that's stuck in space. <laughs> this is, I'm living in Odenton, Maryland. Okay, it's like, the fact that you said Odenton, Maryland, always already made me understand that you're a bot, <laughs> or or you don't live in Odenton. You no said I'm in Odenton. Um, I hope we're not far from each other. Um, I'm gonna let that chill for a second. I will respond in a moment. Um. But I'm gonna let that chill for a minute because they had to go and they had to go and map out where Crofton is mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you know it's like okay this isn't too too far off from each other like fuck off Becca it, like, do you think they're gonna okay here's the question now is it could you help me out and click on this link to whatever or do you think it's or do you think it's gonna now. be like oh I, I'm in a tight spot I need money. Let's see here. Okay, so I'm going to respond. Oh, that's not too far off. Let's okay. see here. Too far off from me. Let's see what the response is. Okay. They, they, they've been taking a while to reply too. So, I, I you know, we might hear something about 20 minutes. Very um, thoughtful scammer. Very thoughtful scammer. Yeah, no. Like, I, so I got one that was a direct text message though. It was like straight to my phone text message. Oh, I get it. Two years ago, and um, it, it was looking. It was asked for someone. I don't remember the guy's name. And I said, "No, um, this isn't that person." I was like, "Oh my god, did they give me the wrong number?" I was like, "Possibly." And so and this felt legit. So I was like, mm. "Ah, possibly." I mean, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. And you seem like a nice person. So, so okay, come on, keep it going. I can see the number was from Florida. I, I, I know the zip code, you know, or the area codes down there. So I was like, okay, okay let's, let's play the game. Let's dance the dance. Because I'm not thinking it's a scammer. It seemed legit. Like, I've done it. I've given out the wrong number a time or two, you know. So they engage in conversation. It, again, felt legit. It felt like a genuine conversation 
was like, okay, this is good. This is cool. And then they would talk, start talking about a jacuzzi in their house sitting. It was like, um, here, I want to send you a picture. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they sent the naked picture. And I was like, oh, shit. But it looked like, you know, a typical, it looked like a polished, you know, like a really clean, like well lit picture. I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, freak. I was like, hey, so I'm not into that. And like, in legit, legitimately, like I did say, like, no, nah, no, I'm good, but thanks. Um, and blocked the number from that point. But I was like, I don't, it's like, yo, hmm. I, I'm not sure what's going on. Are they trying to Chris Hansen me? I don't know, to, man. To catch a predator? Like, nah, homie. That was a whole lot of bait. You know, yeah, no, no. Now, we get those a lot over here in, in, you know, California. Um, And a lot of times it's like, oh, is, you know, you know, Bobby there? And we're like, oh, sorry, man, you got the wrong number, whatever. It's like, really? Oh. And then they're like, yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, thanks. You seem nice. So I appreciate it. And then as soon as, like, you seem nice, that's like the hint, you know? So, well, whatever. How are you doing? You know, like that's how it starts, right? And, and then they yeah. want to engage you in conversation, and then it's like, click this link or blah blah blah, or you know, some bullshit. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have your patience, man. I, I, I'm like, no. <laughs> so it, it it depends. Sometimes it's a game for me though, because I like to play, I like to fuck with them. Like if I know that it's so, uh, there's been a wave of uh hacked accounts i think it's died down now but like i want to say last summer quite a few of them got hacked uh one of my teammates got hacked and the thing is the scammer it's almost like they knew and maybe they went looking through their uh dms but my teammate uh like the message comes was like hey man my auntie um is sick and da-da. and he does say auntie so hmm. that's what kind of made me think like maybe this is him. And it was like, oh, well, do you think you think I could borrow a few bucks to help her get medication? I was like, um, maybe, but uh, hold on, man. Like, like, let me see what I got. I had no money. Mm-hmm. Like, contrary to what people may believe, this podcast makes no money. Wow. Um, bullshit. <laughs> I, bullshit. I got nine dollars and ninety-five cents for us. Uh, so you like or so far. I gotta be yeah. honest, like okay, uh here I'm I'm, I'm pulling the like the, the what is it the <laughs> I'm going behind the curtain here and showing everybody so we can actually see each other and he's literally wearing a crown. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a gold chair. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just saw a random hand give him grapes. <laughs> I didn't even see the person, it was a long ass arm though. <laughs> Hey man, they notice out the goddamn camera. Mm-hmm. They get tased. Don't but uh, sunshine. But uh, when I got the message, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, huh, maybe. Then I was like, wait a minute, he has my phone number. Why would mm-hmm. he shoot me a message? Ah. So and then I messaged back and I said exactly that. And I was like, hey man, like why are you messaging me on Messenger? Like you have my phone number. So they go there's something wrong with my phone. It's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Most people tend to use Messenger on their phone, but from time to time, like, I, I sent the message earlier on my computer. Uh, yeah. My oh, wife damn. sent me something. I replied to her because I happened to be on the laptop at the moment. Was it, like, so, right before you set your carrier pigeon off? <laughs> like, right before. <laughs> right before. Like, okay. Just missed it. Um. So, 
you know, like disengage with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, I'm, you know, I'm still not sure if he's been hacked or not. I showed him a message. I was like, hey, man, you know, I think your account's been hacked. And it turns out that his phone number had changed. So, oh, you know, actually did not have his current number. But um, I got a message from him again later on, like a week later, asking for help to get into his account. So he needed me to click on this link. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, why don't you ask your girlfriend who lives with you to do this? Ooh. And Man. no response. Of course. So then they come back. Now, mind you, I have 14 accounts. So at this point, I get a message on another account. No asking way. for the same thing. So then I took a screenshot of the previous conversation. Oh, Lord. And sent it back to him. Then I get another message on a third account from him. I was like, okay. Oh, there's this question. So and at this at this point now I'm fucking with them too, uh, and then finally I say, look, I'm gonna fucking report you, dude. Knock it off. And then um, I actually almost fell for one of the scams though, because there was a, a young lady, not because it's a female, but it was a Lies. young lady. It was talking about the whole cash app thing. It was like, mm. um, you know, I'm trying to help you get money. I was like, and, and this was the first time. This was before all the other shit. So I didn't know. I was like, okay, let me check it out. See, and I was like, wait a minute. Because she started getting really pushy about it, mm-hmm. extremely pushy. I was like, "Okay, fucking show, you're you're trying to scam me now." But motherfuckers gotta watch out, man. These scammers, you know, they begin slick. I have a I have a scam story, and and it's kind of good because it ends pretty ambi- with a lot of ambiguity. So, I worked at a like a bicycle repair shop for a long time, and while I was there, I made a lot of friends. A lot of cyclists would come and go, and. You know, even though cycling is kind of a nerdy, you know, dentist sport, you know, it's not everyone has a bunch of cash. Some people are just, you know, they love the ride and they're, they're trying to get by. Um, one of those individuals randomly hit me up on Instagram and they were like, and at the time, Instagram was pretty much the better. It was, it was better than texting at that point. It wasn't like people wanted to text. It was like, no, I'll just hit them up on Instagram. It's like, I could totally yeah. understand that. Like, it was more common. and. So he hits me up. He's like, hey, man, like, dude, I, I lost my, my money. I lost my wallet, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I was wondering if you can, you know, help me out with some money for groceries, this and this, that and that. And I happen to know that he was really, really, he lived really close to the shop I worked at. So at first I was like, yeah, dude, like for sure. You know, like I got you. I, I didn't even hesitate at first. But then it started getting weird. Like I, I got like a vibe, like something's a little bit off here. Something's a little bit off. And so as we were like kind of just talking back and forth, I kind of started testing it like, hey, so like, no, where are you? And like, oh, you need groceries. But like, I just saw you yesterday. You were doing this. And he was like, yeah, well, I lost my money or whatever. Finally, like I was like, you know what, dude, I'm totally down to help you. If you if you know, if you want some cash, come on down to the shop and I'll hook you up, man. Just come on. Just come on down. He's like, oh, I, I can't make it down. And I was like, dude, you live close to the shop. I'm here right now. I got money if you if you want to come down. I was like, dude, it's just, I would, you know, I'm in a bind, man. If you if you could just send it to me, blah, blah, blah. And I I just like said, nah, man, I'm not. If you want the money, come down. So pretty obvious scammer, right? Of course. Okay, well, <laughs> I never saw that guy again. 
<laughs> like like he legit never showed up to the to like the shop ever again and he was like a regular so that so, dude might have been kidnapped and <laughs> i don't know i don't know you know like maybe maybe like like at night i just like assumed that he was already dead and they were just using his information so i had maybe. no part in it i had no part there was um a oh, I can't remember Kamora Mama, that's what it was on Instagram. Kamora Mama had put up in her stories she was battling lung cancer, mm. stage four. Oh, it's, it's that's you know that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she put a GoFundMe up, and I had been reposting it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know her personally. But I I follow her. I share some of the memes, and from what I gather, a, a good stand up person. So I was like, let me share this. This yeah. you know, she has a family. So as I put up her GoFundMe in my stories, I would get these messages from. Well, the first time they they almost had me. They legit almost had me. So. The first message comes through is from a guy in the uh, in the military, and he says that he's stationed overseas, but he would really like to help. So I googled the person, and it comes up. Seems legit. So I goes, okay, well, I, I it, you know she would definitely appreciate the help. You know, every little bit counts. He says he wanted to donate four hundred dollars. Like, okay, cool. That yeah. that that would be fucking great. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. And he goes, I you know want to send the money to you, and you can go ahead and distribute it however you need to for her. It was like I'd prefer you just send it directly to her, um, mm-hmm. since it's her GoFundMe. I, I just feel uncomfortable, you know, taking, taking the, the money. money. Yeah, totally. So. There's a pause, and he goes, "Well, I'd rather, you know, much rather just deal with you since you know we're already kind of communicating." Seems a little odd, but yeah, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with you. So then he goes, "I'm going to." Um, he did he ask for a cash app? I wish I I I know I have the message because I just saw it the other day. Um, because I've been I've been screenshotting it. And send it to the other scammers who ran with the same <laughs> word for word thing. But um, he basically script, says, dude. Yeah, it was well, yeah, necessarily you motherfuckers all are you one person or you like eight people who all have the same script. Uh, so he basically says, Look, I'm gonna um email over a check. You go ahead, like you can now take a picture of the check and deposit and what have you. It's like, okay, that seems weird, but okay. It's like, all right, I'll send it over to you in a second. So, okay, cool. So it went to my spam. So I never mm-hmm. saw it until like hours later anyway. But he got real pushy. And that's what kind of really took me off. But also the other thing that really took me off was the fact that he said, well, look, I'm, you know, I'm I'm in the office, you know, here on base. And it won't allow me to send anything less than $1,500. So oh, I want to send Lord. you a check of $1,500. You take the 400 and then send me back the 900 difference. And I was like, I don't even, I was like, 
Huh? <laughs> so I was like, okay, that, that seems bizarre. It won't let you say anything. And it, it, it wasn't 1500 It was like 15 is my change. It was like 1539 That's, that's even weirder. Like, had it been like yeah. 10, it had been like a cashier's check or something. So I was like, huh? Like, that doesn't make sense, homie. Nah. He's like, no, no, no. So I just I have to give you everything I have. It's the only way I know how to do business. I was like, okay, well, you understand. You send this to me. Like, I'm from, you know, I'm from a different <laughs> era. I'm Detroit, son. He used to me that 15. Guess what? You ain't getting back. You're nine. Um, but, but yeah, it, it like I stopped replying to him. Then I repost her story or her GoFundMe, my stories, you know. A couple of days later, and then I get another message, word for word, same script, but from wow. a different person. So at this point, I start to dance. I start playing with them. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's see what they like. Let's see how far we can get them. Got them all the way to the same point, and then I sent them a screenshot of the conversation with the oh. other person. <laughs> they they bounced. They're like, all two for two for two, two for two. So then I repost her GoFundMe again, and the same thing happens. So this time I didn't play. I just immediately sent the screenshot, like two of them this time now, from the two different. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to, you know, stack them up. As they <laughs> send me a message, I'm going to send them all the screenshots. Like, look, the, 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 like, I think one of the times I did say you guys are actually, oh, I cussed at them. I call them a fucking idiot, and they reported me. <laughs> um, this is when Instagram was paying the, the fucking audacity. I, like I they reported locked. you. <laughs> like this is when Instagram was paying off rails, and that's when I got in trouble. Uh, yeah, so oh, it was like Lord. basically, you're in violation. You got reported. Blah blah blah. blah. I was like, oh wow, this cocksucker. So they reported me. Now I went and reported them right back. But it was like, dude, hey, messing with your money, dude. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool. I mean, it's one thing you're trying to steal money from me, but you yeah. actually legit got me fucking canceled for a month. So, you know, Damn. I missed out on like $12. That could like, have been great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Instagram paid for a lot of my, my podcast equipment, so thank you for that. But, yeah, the scammers, they're, they're fucking unruly, and the thing that sucks about it is it obviously works mm -hmm. because... Yep. They, you know, they have to get some people, otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. No, it works for sure. I, I hear people all the time. It's a, uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like I've learned to not judge the people who get got because mm -hmm. there's people who I know who I'm like, no, this food's like he's on top of it. Is what they got him, and it's like shit. Okay, shit happens, man. Like, moments of weakness, you know. The right wording i don't know i'm not sure what it is i mean obviously like uh you gotta imagine that like facebook and instagram they're they're fucking working us right now with with our algorithm of ourselves like basically we sell ourselves out to them so they know how to speak to us to get more views get more likes get more sales and things like that right so obviously they're not the only people who are mining for that kind of like uh that kind of information from us so these scammers basically are looking at thousands of people and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't work. And they have these scripts, like you said, um, and they work, man. Like it's, it, it, it's not supposed to work on everyone. It's supposed to work on a lot of people. That's how it works. Yeah. 
You know, like if you see enough right things to the uh, with to any amount of people, like a big group, it's gonna you know all you need is one to bite. Yeah, it, I think that's the thing too. It's like if you if you put out one hundred attempts and you get five of them, it's five percent. And if you're asking for let's say a hundred dollars, it's five hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, and and you know. You'll get, you know, you'll get figured out. So, you know, you'll uh, switch the game up and move on to the next hundred and then keep doing that. My friend worked at Target, I believe. He worked at a store and a lady got in his line and she was bawling her uh, just tears rolling down. Um, She got in caught up on the phone scam. And in the like, she was about to head to over to the ATM. To pull out a bunch of money to give to the scammer. She didn't oh, think wow. it was a scammer. She thought it was something else. And my buddy, fortunately, you know, he was like, no, fuck that. Like, you're being scammed, man. Do not, do not send them money. Do not go get any money from your ATM. So luckily, you know, they encountered each other. Holy shit, there's a Moderna commercial. Maybe, maybe I don't watch enough. TV to see commercials, but I guess they're still trying to um trying to still sell us the vaccine. You need another booster now. I mean, Damn. like I don't know. <laughs> like, I just saw a Moderna commercial talking about you know uh, mRNA. I was like, oh wow, that's for, still a thing. For, I guess. Personally, I wasn't really for the Madonna one. I was for the Michelle Pfeiffer one personally. But that's me. I mean, she's got lovely eyes. She does. But, um, but yeah, like the, the scammers are just they're, they're they're unruly and like look, I'm telling you, if I win the lottery, I I will dedicate a good portion of my fortune to tracking down scammers and beating their asses. Just, <laughs> just there's the some dudes on Instagram who who do something not that cool, but uh, pretty damn cool because uh, they are hackers. So they basically hack those people and they're mm-hmm. like, they're showing them like they're basically, they take over their computer. They're showing the screen. So their camera's on recording them. And you can see that person who's like telling them all these things about how to set up windows or whatever. So like they, I don't know how they do it. Cause obviously they're like creepy Neo people, but whatever. Um, yeah. But Thank goodness they're on the good side because they they like no your name is this and you live here, and the people freak out, dude. They're like, oh, what do we do? Like they they like they he's like, oh, you just shut everything down, but the camera's still on. With just to show you, like if this guy was bad, he could do that to us. Like so, that's, yeah, oh, that's yeah. also frightening, you know. Like, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's wild out there, man. Uh, hey, don't want to change it up too much, but I have a question now. Uh, just because I'm yeah. jealous and I miss it. How's training going? Um, so I'm just getting back into like a real flow with the new work schedule and everything. Um, oh, that's right. You got the new job. How go, how's it going? Like, I I'm enjoying it. I, I love it. That's good. It, it's it, it's away from customer service, so I'm not having to deal with that that headache. Right. Of you know work. Number one. Number two. It, it allows me to, you know, help people do something, you know. Um, and number three, 
you know, I, I get to I get paid to hang out. You know, we went to watch uh, Haunted Mansion uh, last what? week. I uh, went to watch Transformers. Uh, you know, I, I go bowling every single day. It, it's that's wild. So it it is, and the thing is, I tell lots of people like. I know my friends, so it's kind of like knowing who can handle the job versus who can't. And a lot of friends I have that I think could handle the job, and I'm telling, I tell them like, look, go look into it. It doesn't pay the best, mm-hmm. but for what you're doing, but I mean, stress. it pays really fucking great. But it's low stress. There's no stress-free job. Yeah. All, a job's a job. But if, if it's low stress, there is definitely a benefit to that. And and people don't focus yeah. enough on mental health. I mean, if you have a really high-paying job, but the you know mental health drain is massive then you know you're not doing yourself any any you know you're doing i guess you are doing yourself a disservice right yep yep well and i think that's just the thing too as i was talking with one of my co-hosts from so you like horror before we got recording a few weeks back and he asked and i told him I was like look dude i have the weekends off i typically i can be home by 3 30 if i want to um, I, my schedule is until four, you know, and I'm about half an hour away from home. So it's like, eh, like if I, if I choose to stay until four, I get home by four 30, uh, more often than not, I drop, um, my person off once they're home at two 30, I can go straight home. Oh, just, wow. You know, call it, I can get home, do, I can do my notes on the computer at home if I choose. Right. Um, but I've, I've been going back to the center lately because it's like, you know what? I don't want them to think I got fired. I don't want them to like, I fucking knew he could handle it. Well, not so. just that, not just that. Like, I feel like, and I work from home. I have like a hybrid type system where like I go to my mm-hmm. work three times a week and two times I just stay home. I feel like I'm more productive when I'm there. I feel like there, there's just little things you do. Like oh, I'm going to do a laundry as well, or I'm going to whatever, you know, like I feel like those things happen. But I also feel like I don't. Okay, here's the main reason I don't like working from home. I don't know when to stop working when I'm working from mm. home. So like, okay. if I'm if I start at nine, and it's eight thirty, and I'm done with all my shit, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do a half an hour for free. I basically work for free for a half an hour. And my my mindset is, well, I'm only helping myself because now I'm gonna have an easier day by knocking out this shit early. But then I'm like, off at like eight. <laughs> when I clocked out at like six and I'm still there, like, well, I'd rather get this done, you know? And uh, it's, I don't know. It's, maybe it's just me. Well, I know when I used to work in health insurance, we had the option to work from home. Uh, I was helping with our patients in California. I'm here in Maryland. And we had, uh, I had a friend who moved to California who was helping the patients here in Maryland. We were working the same company. Oh, wow. Um, and it was like it, it makes sense now when I think about because it, it's like if some shit go down, it's like I can't just be like bitch, I got your address. Hold on, you don't call me because <laughs> because I'm petty. Like I'll show up and get shot. I'll show up <laughs> real and get quick. Shot. Like I love how it's like I'll kick his ass. It's like I'll show up and get shot. <laughs> hey, I, I, hey man, I can't fool myself. Look, I like I'm 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 no punk, but I also understand too people. Yeah, if they feel threatened, like fuck that, <laughs> threaten me, I'll show you. You know, I thought so. about you the other day. Um, I was seeing this thing. Uh, it was uh, it was one of the reels on YouTube, 
and it, there's these two guys in Detroit, and they're on you know some crotch rockets, and this guy they're all revving, they're just being dumb, right? But they one of the guys is revving, and he takes off on the light, and he flips some guy off, and then the guy recording his homie is like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that, not here, man. You don't do that here." The guy, the truck we flipped up, followed him. And you can see his arm come out the side, and he has a gun. He's all, oh. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck me. What if I just shoot you right now? And the guy was like dead quiet. He's all, that's why I thought you did call him like a bitch or something, right? And and, I, and he drives off, and his friend's like, I knew it. That's why you don't do that here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. Like, you don't do that anywhere. Like, like you don't know. Like that fucking dentist in Beverly Hills could have a gun. You know, like people are petty and people don't take too kindly. And road rage is just like it is the most Neanderthal thing in the world. And, and because it is, it no one's like what's the word I'm for? Like there's no better person. Like like you go to the hood and road rage is terrible. You go to like the utmost upper class neighborhood you can imagine, and road rage is the same because it it, it channels like the most Neanderthal part of your brain, the most rudimentary. What Mandula Blagada part? Like you're reacting. You're not even. Yeah. You're not even thinking. It's like breathing. You're like fuck this guy, and you're like mad inside of your cage. You know, like it's yep. it's the worst. Which is Ooh, why I it, don't do that shit anymore. I've I've definitely toned down my my attitude while driving. It it's. I, I saw someone the other day just bobbing and weaving through traffic. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like yelling, like, you know, you're an asshole. So then I sped up <laughs> oh, just no. to make sure they couldn't bob back over into the lane. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, fuck you, dude. But and, and I had the thing, it was like, yeah, just let it go. Just yeah. let it go. Because what if they fucking bob and they fucking clip you and then you spin out? Yeah. Um, this is whole thing. So, but, but yeah, it like w- when I um worked in health insurance, like we're all over the fucking place, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> feels like to... a normal episode that we have true true um they like when when i tell people podcasts are just conversations that people get to listen in on like that is legit with us you and i like we don't typically have a a, a theme or a topic we're no. just like let's just fucking hit record and just start talking let's see where it goes what's the theme of this same thing it is always uh adhd <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, just hey. random thoughts they turn into small conversations um well like the um how do i get to the health insurance thing oh work from home they mm-hmm. they were giving us the option to work from home and my whole feeling was if they they took the option away from us eventually even the people who were home they're trying to bring back to the office this was way way before covid so, it, you know, it wasn't like, a, oh, you guys are home now. We want you back. It was just we got a new uh, manager, like, you know, o- overseeing the whole like our um, our area. It was like, fuck these guys. Bring them back. Bring them back to the office. Wow. But my whole feeling was, if I work from home, I'm less likely to call out because the whole thing for me going into work sick is the commute. Well, I mean, being sick too, but it's also the commute. It, like I'm driving and I feel miserable. I'm probably going to turn around and just calling like, hey, I'm not coming in. But if I'm home, I'm able to sit in, you know, in the basement and, and you know, be on the phone and, you know, uh, answer my calls. 
then well that's no problem at all sit in the basement put on something in the background and you know answer these calls but like the job like right now where i work it is like strictly like you have to be out in the community you have to be available um they they gave me a vehicle to drive home oh nice so but i think the trick to that is if they need me to go you know uh you know pick someone up super early it's like okay well you know just leave straight from your house and go get them instead of like coming to the center pick up a van and yeah. then go back out it's like oh you already have it so it, it's one of those things where you know a friend pointed out they're like oh well you don't have to you know dr- you know waste gas and, and wear and turn your car to drive to the center to pick up a van like you just take the van home and then in the morning head out and i found because now that i have that option i actually get to my runs a lot earlier because i'm just leaving straight from home because i leave still at the same time anyway yeah i just don't go to the center versus today i went into the center and i ended up getting to my first uh pickup late well but yeah it's it's, added, it's an unnecessary unnecessary added step so yeah i totally understand yeah. that yeah no, that's it, for sure and the thing is, when I go to the center anyway, I don't have anything to do in the morning. So it's like, why are you even here? It was like, I'm, I was just going there. Like, hey, y'all, they didn't fire me. I'm still here. <laughs> I just like, don't, I know you motherfuckers are thinking, oh, they fired that guy quick. No, as far as I understand, I'm one of the, the more patient people, you know, in the field out there and getting some of the better results. So. You know, think I mean I'm not saying I can't be fired. Like anyone can be fired, but if True. they're gonna fire me, it's gonna be on some shit that like I earned. <laughs> it ain't gonna be on some <laughs> like, oh, this guy, he's a little dumb. He didn't he didn't document properly. It's gonna be on some shit like, oh, he he, he punched you know, him. He fucking yeah, hit he, him. He hit that guy in the face. <laughs> like he went to the mall and then squared up, and you know, and then he got, got shot. shot. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, because that's that's me. That's, like, that's, how, yeah. that's my first thought always. Like, oh, that motherfucker gonna shoot me. I ain't trying to fight him. It's like, like he doesn't have a gun on him. I don't know that, so I'm just yeah. not gonna bother. Fuck it. But oh, yeah, and covered in butter. Like I, I'm definitely um, loving the new job. The schedule works out great for me. Um, you know, as it, as it pertains to you know, being on the mats, I had to take the first couple months just to see how the schedule shapes out, but also how I felt physically. Right. So, you know, I I had a lot of people saying, no, just jump right back in. You know, you have the opportunity now. And for me, it was really a matter of, I don't want to jump back into it, overextend myself and then not not feel right coming back. So I, I feel like right now, I've got Friday evenings for no gi and then Saturday mornings for gi and then Saturday afternoon. Um, I'm doing uh, privates with one of my coaches just nice. kind of really reacclimate myself to the mats and feel this comfort. And I've been talking about the Monday and Wednesday schedule of it now, too, because it's like, well, I know I can get some no gi on Monday and Wednesday. So maybe, you know, let's pepper that back in there over the next couple weeks, too. But. It's tough. It, it's it's been tough on my body, but it's an earned pain. You know, it's like right. you know, you know, like 
when um I'd play basketball, my knees were hurt. It was earned though. You know, I'm out there on the courts, but it felt like it was unnecessary. You know, I was hurting my knees for something that mattered none. Whereas like at least with jujitsu, it you know, gives you self-defense except for against a bullet. And um it also helps me with my mental health. You know, when I am feeling stressed, when I am feeling depressed, I go on the mats, it it does help out a lot. So, you know, there there are benefits versus basketball and football. There are no benefits from either of those. I wasn't going pro. I was just right. out there getting my ass kicked. And I'm not going pro in jiu-jitsu either, but at least like like I said, the the mental health aspect is definitely a huge benefit. And then also the um just I know that like you know, I'm not looking at jujitsu like yes, it's great for self-defense, but I'm not looking at the idea of like I'm gonna go to the mall and I'm going to fight people. It's like I go to, you know, I go out and I know like if I speak up. You know, before, if somebody got loud with me, my ego got in the way and I would want to fight them. Whereas now, if somebody right. gets loud with me, I feel the comfort of knowing that I could just say, okay, well, you know, that's fine. You can be upset. I, I'm not. That's so crazy you say that because I, I that happened to me as a, you know, as a youngster. Like, you know, growing up, I think growing up in our, you know, the 80s and 90s, like it was definitely a more fight heavy time. And I'm not talking about like these epic boxing fights. No, no. It was just like little scraps here and there with kids in the, in, in the, in the, in the schoolyard. It wasn't anything yeah. fancy or, you know, it wasn't like we were out there like winning freaking belts or anything, you know, it wasn't that dramatic. Right. But as far as like where kids now would argue, kids then would like do a couple punches and that would be an end of it. Like teacher would come yeah. and be like, knock it off. And then you'd knock it off. And like, Maybe one person got hit in the face, you know, or whatever, you know, that but it wasn't like a big fight. Um, and I mean, not to say they didn't happen because those did happen as well, but it was a lot more little petty fights that led to maybe a fight. And sometimes that petty fight would be enough to, for that one of them to be like, yeah, maybe I, maybe no, like I kind of yeah. don't want to do this. I, I, I felt one fist and it was only going to get worse. And so, like, they learned their lesson. They calmed down. They stopped talking shit or whatever it was, right? But I was very easy to say yes to a fight or to, like, you know, to whatever, prove myself or whatever, right? Well, I wasn't going to let someone disrespect me because, you know, uh, contrary to how I look now, which is, you know, like something more ogreish than <laughs> than human, um, I was a very soft-featured, you know, light skin, light brown hair, kid, no facial hair at all, you know? So I was, I was a target where I grew up, which was ironic because I was Mexican, but they didn't care that I look, I look, I look white. So I was white, you know, you, you get treated how you look, yeah. not how you are. Uh, that's why my friend Cuba's Cuba because uh, we called him Cuba because he was black, but didn't matter. <laughs> People didn't give a shit. He got treated black at the end, you know? So, um, and he spoke Spanish too, which was always like funny because whenever someone talks shit in Spanish, he was like, motherfucker, I speak Spanish, <laughs> which I loved it. Um, but yeah, so like I fought a lot more growing up in like the, the undergrades. And then all of a sudden I got into like, you know, backyard boxing and backyard MMA and things like that. And all of a sudden I realized, Hey, I can actually, I actually know kind of an idea of what to do as opposed to just let anger you know, rise to the occasion and all of a sudden you're just swinging in, in fear or anger, one or the other. And 
when that happened and I started learning when to throw a punch and it was more controlled, I kid you not, I, I, I said no to a lot of fights. I walked away. I was the quote unquote bitch in some fights. Like, oh, he doesn't want to fight. Like, you're right. No, I don't. I'm done. It's cool, man. Good luck. You have it. Ooh, you're so tough. Good, good for you. Like, it was so easy for me to do that because I'm like, look, I can fuck you up if I wanted to. I have nothing to prove here. What am I going to lose here? What happens when your friends jump me? You know, what happens when these other things happen? And like, so it, it almost slows down the thinking process where instead of reacting with rage, because you're in a contact sport, like a fighting sport, you know, it lets you think about the whole situation because that's kind of the part of the whole thing. Yeah. Even with karate, right? Like, I, I'm not saying karate is good or bad. You know, like I, t I took it as a kid, you know, um, it helped control you. Like it helped get, be, make you be in control in, a, in an environment where you're about to get kicked. You know, one of you guys is going to punch the other. And that calmness that you get, like I always said that with jujitsu when I was doing jujitsu. I don't think I'd ever really have to use jujitsu in a real fight. I don't think I'd ever have to use any of those, those things in a fight because I was more prone to avoid the fights. But in a pressure cooker situation, in a work situation, in an emergency, jiu-jitsu really shows its strength. And I'm like, if I'm about to get choked out and I can still maintain all of my focus to find the, the, you know one hand to pull over and go over my hand, you know, if I can have that calmness in that situation in an earthquake, I can calmly think, okay. Where's my kids? Okay, let me get that one. Okay, that's the one that's going to need me. Okay, what's going on? Car crash? Okay, shit. Adrenaline. That's right. I know how to deal with adrenaline. I've been slammed before. Let's look around. What are we doing next? Like, that's what really helps. I think we're, I think those like contact, like not even contact sports, because that football is a contact sport for sure. But like fighting sports, they slow down what it is to be super pumped full of adrenaline. And they make you think very deliberately in a normal panic situation and i think that's really what helps like that's why i think i would say on average most people who train you know jujitsu at least i could say because i've done it right um i think that's why most people who do jujitsu are not out there looking for fights because they can stay more calm in a stressful situation yeah i think you know that's a big part of it is staying calm I think it's just a matter again of knowing that, you know, there's more behind your words than just words if needed, but you, you know, more than likely won't need it. But if you do, you notice that I think that the same with, you know, any, you know, really martial artist period, mm -hmm. um, you know, Muay Thai, Judo, I mean, hell, even wrestlers, you know, yeah, boxers. Absolutely. But then I, I think there's also a thing though that comes with that is you know the consequences. You know, like like I I was uh out at a baseball game with the old friend and his son. He and I were talking, and his son had pointed out, you know, like he doesn't want to fight. He he came in and tried jujitsu with me, and you know, I, I think he he would be great at it if he continued to pursue it. It's just it's not a cheap sport at all. No. But um, you know, he was talking about the ideal of just like how people love to get into fights. And was like and he had quoted Joe Rogan. You know, he he specifically, you know, mentioned Joe Rogan about this saying 
basically, you know, so many people want to get into a fight that don't, so many people don't know how to fight, always want to fight. And those who do know how to fight, you know, do their best to avoid it. Yeah. And, you know, when I look back at my younger self, you know, it makes perfect sense. I had no clue what Same. I was doing, but I was quick to jump to any kind of a fight if possible. Like, I wouldn't let my friends fight. I would always break those fights up, but I was always quick to, like, swing on someone else. But Yeah, no, it's, I think it's typical because when what you lacked was the presence of mind because when it was your friend, you were thinking about your friend's safety. You were thinking about that stuff. When it was you, you weren't thinking that way. You were letting yeah. the moment take control of you as opposed to being in charge of the moment. Yeah. I mean, that was a dumb. They, there were too many times where I should have gotten the shit kicked out of me, like, or, you know, shot probably just because <laughs> I was dumb. You know, I, I was always quick, you know, always quick to just, you know, get in someone's face, you know, just get aggressive. Whereas now, I mean, I think also what comes with that, not just the fact that I train, but also I'm 45, I'm older. I have no yeah. desire to get into any scrap with nobody. First off, like my hip hurts. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm, all, I'm fighting my own back. <laughs> like, yeah, like the like I'm fighting my own battles right now, dude. Like, like I I thought I was recovering from his groin injury. That shit is still fucking acting. Oh, up it's lingering. Hey, yeah. NFL oh, baby, yeah. NFL soft tissue in injuries are the worst. Man, I I went to shift in the chair the other day and I felt that shit twinge, and I was like, oh no. No, this this is no good for me. It hurts, and I couldn't walk for like twenty minutes. So Oof. I'm not trying to fight nobody, man, because I got my own battles that I'm trying to win, and I, I'm not doing a good job at winning those battles. But um, you know, getting back on the mats and you know, kind of doing this all in a controlled environment, it, it's helpful, but it still sucks. Like now, what was it? Last week, um, I pulled guard, and I, I let the dude pass immediately because I can't, with the injured groin and a bad hip, mm -hmm. I can't control, I can't maintain that guard anymore. And I was just like, just go. Just get the fuck out of here. I but part it. of, like, like uh, what I'm working on in, in my uh, private uh, lessons right now is really just kind of, I don't want to be on bottom. So it's like, let's work on just getting back to top, mm -hmm. just getting back to top and, and staying there, which is something we should always be learning. Anyway, jujitsu is weird because it's like you want to be able to teach, you know, fighting off the, off your back and being able to, you know, get your submissions from there. But I think that should be more, you know, of the fail safe. Like, look, if I end up here, I can do it. But you always want to be on top. You always want to be the man. You know, you always want to be the hammer. You don't want to be the yeah. nail. Yeah. So. No, 100, 100. So I don't yeah, know. Being able to take a shot is not a good defense. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop blocking punches with your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cute. I, I didn't want to diss you, but. So I had a groin injury uh, my freshman year of high school. And I, I was literally full gas sprinting against the other linemen. And. I just felt something and I just ate shit, just assholes and elbows, just tumbled. I was like, what the fuck? And I got up and I was like, oh, something hurts. And I was like, yeah, I pulled my groin, you know? And 
within a week, I was already in the next game. <laughs> and I, I think about that now, like there is no way I would, I, I would still be off work. Like, yeah, like I, there's no way, like I wouldn't be able to handle that now. Like youth is such a, what is it? Youth is wasted on the young. Right. Yeah. Ooh, and that's the funny thing is when, when I hurt my groin, I like I was already aware that I was going to be switching jobs. I got already accepted a new job, so I knew the schedule and everything was about to get weird. So I was like, okay, with this injury, it, it's kind of a perfect window for me to take some time to recover. And groin, groin injuries and hamstring injuries are two one you know injuries that are really weird because you think they're better, and they're really not. Like I pulled my hamstring really, really bad. Um, not in high school; it was after high school. Because uh, we were playing uh, Turkey Bowl. So it was Thanksgiving. I remember actually leading into it. We ended up playing on Thanksgiving. I already had the injury. But I remember I was playing D-line. I couldn't I couldn't uh, sprint off the line at all. No. Like, you call hike. And, like, I, I, could get, I could get to the quarterback eventually. But the quarterback <laughs> would have already thrown the ball. So. Right. That was of no use. Now, if you you know, I if if you know you decide to run, I can still get out there and make you know tackles if you're trying to, you know, right. run you up saw, the middle. You could you could uh you could fill the hole, but you weren't about yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, you were. You weren't getting chased down by me. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so just run run to the flats and go. Yeah, it's every, like every play. I think they figured it out eventually. They're just like, just run to the edge. He yeah. he can't cut. He can't do shit. Like, and then Steve, who was playing in that same game, he had a groin injury, so he was on opposite team. So we would just match up on the line. It was like, look, I know you can't do shit. I can't do shit. <laughs> Let's just get on the line together and and block each other. But so. it, it it's like now think about those injuries. It's like, huh, you know. It was a whole different game back then for me physically versus, you know, today. I get any injury. It's like, mm, I'm going to go ahead and chill out. And I, I know guys that are my age or older that, you know, they get injuries and they keep, you know, like, no, I'll just, I'll, I'll get around it. I'll, I'll power through. It's like, you know, good for you guys. I'm not you. I get hurt. I'm going to chill because I'm not doing this for any medals. I'm not doing this for right championships. I'm just doing this for funsies and you know, super like, casual. I'm, I'm, yeah, man. like, well, like super casual is, is an understatement. I'm that, that's going to be my jujitsu If I, if I ever get back to jujitsu and that's, that's a goal of mine. It's a bucket list. I, I got to get back into jujitsu. I'm going to get, uh, I want to, I want to get uh, either a shirt or a hat says uh, team super casual. It's it, it, a it, reminder it's, to all the young bucks not to fucking throw me around. Like, Hey man, this just ain't that. This ain't that. Dude. The thing that sucks is like hopefully my body looks old. Like I shave, so like it's like I get kind of like I feel like okay, I have to like look like I'm like older. Mm. Hopefully they think like hopefully they can say, okay, this dude is definitely in his 40s, so take nah. it easy on him. But dude. like my body is like okay, hey, I'm still like kind of like like out of shape. So if you look at me, you say, Okay, this guy definitely is old. I hope this is the case tomorrow when I get on the mats for no gi. Because that no gi class is all young bucks and they're all oh, wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, Lord. And, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, it's like, but I don't want to not go 
but I'm also like, look, man, I'm really not trying to like when when we do the warm ups and like they're like, all right, cartwheels. I'm like, I can do a cartwheel. I love doing cartwheels, mm-hmm. but not for warm ups. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I do cartwheels for funsies in the park. I'm not doing cartwheels on the mats like as part of my warm ups. Like do some cartwheels. Like fuck you guys. Like I was like, and the thing is, usually by the time we get to cartwheels, I've already kind of injured something so i just go to the corner <laughs> and start stretching and coach would say to me is like like when we're spr- like because uh our, our friday night no gi coach he's a, a former d1 wrestler oh so lord he will have us doing sprawls and stuff and i'm like yeah after the first run of sprawls i've already injured something i'm like yeah i'm just gonna go to this corner and go and stretch the rest of my body out and like and it's not that far into the practice that that happens it's either that or the penetration step. One or the other, I end up straining something. I'm like, yep, I'm going to corner myself here. I'm going to stretch. And then once it's time to partner up, I look for the next oldest guy in class. <laughs> say, you want to be my friend? Because I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, that's how we go from there. You look like you're not about to hurt me. <laughs> it, it, I, I would like to not hurt you as well. <laughs> So last Saturday, I paired up with like a guy. It was his third day of training ever. He was a big boy. I've been that guy. As as have I. Um, Well, the thing is, I paired up with the purple belt. And the purple belt was a little fella. Uh And uh, during drilling, you know, the other guy flags us down. I was like, hey, you guys uh, mind switching partners? Because... I'm clearly outweighed, you know, he points to the other guy. And then I started thinking, like, fuck you. What are you like, bitch? I lost some weight. <laughs> like, I am not that big, sir. Well, because the other dude was like a clear 250 plus. Like, I'm I'm like tip of the scales at 215, you know, on a bad day. So but I paired up with him dude, and dude, I was I was 250 earlier this year. And like I back, was a I was I approaching. Was I, was there. I was there, bro. That was scary. Yeah, was, it, you got to make the turnaround, man. Like, however it may take. He, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Like, it may not be physical. Let's change the, change the diet then. Like, it whatever sucks, it but is. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, definitely. So, you and 3D year old 250 guy. That, yeah, that, no, that dude was all spaz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all muscle. Oh like, no. Well, not mus- no! No, no, not muscle, but like all strength. Like he's strong. Oh, he's just okay, like okay. Muscling through everything. <laughs> like, oh my oh, linebacker who just like two fifty all muscle. And, and like, well, no. Oh my god! If he was all muscle <laughs> and two fifty, I would just like I would have laughed. <laughs> Who'd you I'm fight, like, Brock Lesnar? Like, <laughs> yeah, I would have just I would have like I'm not doing this. Fuck y'all. I like I don't know how old that guy is, but I know how old I am. And I am hurt old. Like, <laughs> like that's not I I'm easily injured old. Like, like, come on, dude. But um, and mind you, I'm still dealing with the groin. So we're working on um closed guard. I can't get my legs around him nope. with a closed guard. So I you know, but I, I know what to do. This is my first rodeo, so right. I, I know how to you know kind of keep him at bay, but um, once you're all, time, you're, all, you're all scissor sweep, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know, basically, I can't lock up this guard, but I can, uh, you know, uh, pinch my knees and keep you in place. But 
eventually when we when we sparred it i was like okay i'm just gonna let this dude pass mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna wrestle up because i can't try to fight this guy with any kind of a guard whether right. it be open guard or try to get to butterfly which is the worst thing for me with a groin injury oh yeah i know um or try to get the half guard. I was just like, look, I'm just going to let him pass and I'm going to wrestle up and then we'll go from there. And, you know, again, he's just muscling everything. He's like, okay, buddy, stop. <laughs> like, slow down, buddy. And, and, and the thing is, he was very sweet. He was a very nice guy, but it's just, again, you know, we've all been there as we're yeah. the new guy and we don't know what we're doing, but we know, we know, Hey, this is a, combat sport and we got to be physical so i'm going to be physical i did yeah. it too i i came in this motherfucker trying to tackle everybody like it was a football game <laughs> like that's legit and it was working until they realized oh he's a football player fuck this guy uh, and then he just they started sprawling on me and dribbling my head off the mat and i was like okay uh, <laughs> i'm down <laughs> fuck, like, fuck i look like stupid drinking dumb fuck juice that's what I look like. <laughs> Drinking dumb fuck juice. I I've never heard that, but I love it. <laughs> like, like it's like again. That's what it looked like when I went over to get my my drink of water, just another sip of dumb fuck juice, and then come back out there get choked <laughs> by my own t shirt. Yeah, so, uh, early jujitsu for me was so horrible. I'm surprised I stuck with it because <laughs> I was definitely getting just I, I was getting manhandled by like kids i was getting manhandled by old people i was getting manhandled by anybody who like knew a damn about jujitsu they had the chief of police wrist locking me every chance oh he got. damn it like, it was bad but i'm still here hey i gotta I got bring it up before you know we're, we're out of time here fantasy football is super close like yes. super close i am i am so excited i i cannot so last year was my first year right Last year was my first year. I had a lot of learning to do. Um, I feel like I got better towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. I started making like more educated moves and I, less more reactionary moves, um, which was good. And you know, th- there was a learning curve for sure. Like, and I, I just even if I would have sucked throughout the whole way through, which I wasn't great, but but even if I would have just totally been trashed the whole way through, if I would have felt exactly how I still feel. I would be just as excited because I just enjoyed it. Like it good totally changed the way I watch football. I've always been a I watch my team kind of thing. And not even like I watch this guy or oh that guy's playing. No, no. It's like I watch my team. Like I'll not watch anything. And then all of a sudden if there's a game on, oh, is it my team? I'll watch them as a team. I don't know the players. I don't care. If I'm watching sports, it's one of my teams, and that's it. And, you know, obviously, was it the red zone? You know, yes, I start, I, start, I love red zone now, like, because it's like, you're just getting all this information. And so much of it pertains to either you or the person you're playing, or someone you should be looking at that maybe a sleeper, you know, so all of it, basically, every aspect of it is ridiculously fun for me. And I'm even like, I'm that nerd. I listen to the podcast and everything else, too. For like all the all the fantasy football stuff, like same here. You know, I I love that stuff, and yeah, I am super excited about this year. I don't know what leagues I will be in, but I hope I'm in at least three. You know, hey, 
Kalampton, we we just talked about it last week. I don't know if we talked about it on air or off air, but we're, we're actually going to, um, the next episode we record tomorrow, uh, it's got to come up because we're getting to that point where we got to start getting our team, getting our uh, league together, getting everybody in it, number one. But number two, you know, it's conversation time, so we got to start talking about the rankings and who's where. Because I think Steve and I talked off air about this, uh, you know, about the rankings. And it was like, you know, this is good, you know, content. We need to save this for the show. But right. I was like, maybe not. Because if we're going to do a league with people that are listening to the show, maybe we <laughs> shouldn't be talking about it on air. Because, um, yeah, we, yeah, we're definitely off air. Because he had mentioned some uh, picks. And he was like, don't you fucking take my picks. I was like, don't fucking tell me your picks. Why you, would you, you know tell what? me? If you're, if you're into it, it's the same fucking picks, you know, like, like, and that's why, like, you yeah. listen to, like, those podcasts, everyone's playing against everyone in all those podcasts. Like, most of them know each other, but they're, like, giving yeah. away their strategy all the time because it's realistically, like, it's look at the draw from the start and then yes. who you got who you got, you know, like, and even if you're, like, in love with an idea, once you're drafting, if that's done, you have to be fluid because, you know, like you cannot, you just cannot like nail yourself to any kind of cross. You know, you can't be like, oh, I'm, I would never, you know, all receivers. I'm going to start with all receivers. I'm not going to do any, you know, running backs. It doesn't matter. No, dude, like you might not have a choice. And the best thing you can get on your first pick if you're like 11th or something is a running back and why would you get a you know low tier one receiver when you could have a high tier one or a mid-tier one running back like why would you do that so that that's the tricky thing about the draft too is like that that pick at that you know where are you picking mm-hmm. i tend to end up picking seventh a lot and i hate it but i make the teams work in free agency but um i've always had one rule and I stick to this rule very, very closely. Um, you know, win or lose, I stick to this this rule. And being a Michigan guy, I don't pick Ohio State players. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's the way it is. I, I remember way back in the day with Eddie George, top, top running back. And I was like, I can't do it. He was right there for me. And I was like, I can't do it. I cannot, you know. For the life of me, choose Eddie George. Um, wh- what else? Who, like, I mean, they they've produced so many great players, but you won't see me drafting them. And I know people can say, "Oh, well, whatever," you know, throw that shit out the window. It's like, no, it's just it is. It, it's, it's not even just Ohio State. I just don't like the state of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it's Ohio and Ohio State. Like, you don't give a shit. Like, yeah, fuck LeBron. Uh, it's like when 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 he went back and Cleveland won that title, I was like, man, that's some bullshit. Like, <laughs> fuck y'all. When Stepe won the heavyweight title, they're like, fuck Stepe, and everybody loves Stepe. <laughs> I was like, I like Stepe too until he won the title. I was like, oh, you from Cleveland, man? Fuck you. But <laughs> I, I'm excited about the upcoming fantasy football league. Uh, the NFL 2023 season is going to be so bonkers. Just looking at. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers playing for the Jets now. I believe Delvin Cook signed with the Jets. I, 
I'm not sure if he signed yet. I haven't listened to my podcast, but I mean, he was at their practice like last week, and so they were like chanting his name, dude. If you got a good feel, like you, dude, this is a fucking practice game, and they're chanting your name, dude. Like that's gonna be, I don't know, man. That's gonna be great. So that's what threw me off then, because yeah, they said he was at the practice, they were chanting his name, and I was like. Did he sign? But then I saw something later that day that said, will he sign with the Dolphins or will he sign with the Jets? I was like, he didn't sign with the Jets because it sounded like he signed with the Jets. Yeah, but, it's looking um, good. But I mean, we don't know. You don't know. Well, same thing. There's a couple of running backs right now who like, and that's the tricky part. Like people are like a lot of running backs are like holding out, holding out. And the tough part is there's legit running backs in free agency that could totally be your, your, your go-to guy. Like they yeah. could be the go-to guy. Like, would they be like a star? No, they wouldn't be RB one. But we've already seen like in in small sample sizes where someone like, uh, oh, what's his name? Sounds like alligator with an A. He was um, shit. He was on. Uh, oh, I forgot his name. I'm, I'm blanking. But there was this guy. There was Moser. There was uh, the guy who uh, backed up. Um, with an S, what's his name? With an S, basically dudes that showed up when their number one hotshot guy got injured, yeah, and they were like totally like you know maybe RB three, you know, or, or no not three, like they're like they were like a four or a three, you know, okay. and then all of a sudden they're st- the studs gone and they're legit numbers, they're, they're like RB one numbers, they're like oh my god, like who knew he had that in him? Who knew? Like he could do all that crap, you know, like, and I am not giving, I'm terrible with names and shit. So that's why I listen to all those podcasts, but I I kid you not. This is a tricky thing about running back right now is that, so, you know, back, we, we all started league back in like Oh three, I want to say. So we've been like, Steve and I specifically have been playing in fantasy football for 20 years now together. Mm -hmm. Um, and back then, it's like you were king of your league if you had three starting running backs. Mm-hmm. You, you were going to dominate because that's the way it was set up. You, you like running backs were king, and receivers were kind of like, eh, I don't need a receiver until right. like round five or six, maybe seven. And now receivers are becoming the bell of the ball where you get that receiver early. Like last year, I got Justin Jeffries. Uh, and I think I got him at number seven, and then on the wraparound, I was like, I may as well grab another receiver. And then I ended up with some, like, I mean, I ended up with a decent team. I won the regular season, so I mean, yeah, nice, it worked out for me. But, um, <laughs> like, Algier, Algier, is okay, back. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like a revelation of like, this is not the guy, this is not the guy. All of a sudden, he steps up a couple games. Oh, shit, he could be the guy, so, he, he definitely fit where he needed to be. Yes, and and that and that's where it gets really tricky because it's like you have those guys that like when their number is called, they're gonna show up, but Can are they, they called numbers? Yeah, like I think like right now when you look at running back for next year, I think Jonathan Taylor just asked for a trade. So and, and I think he's hurt. Oh well, I mean, fuck him. Right. Like, like, it, oh, he's saying bullshit to the back injury, but there is like a legit some other injury that he's dealing with. So. So, I mean, like, right now, it's, like, just off the top of my head, running backs that you can say are legit, like, RB1, 
they're, they're not sharing carries would be no. um uh what's his name in san francisco um McCaffrey. Caffrey. yeah uh saquon just signed so yeah. you got him right now old and man Eckler. i'm an old man with uh henry <laughs> no oh and yeah henry oh my god i forget old about man him. henry throw throwing so, touchdowns <laughs> You got those four guys that you know are legit number ones that aren't going to be really split in time. If they are split in time, it's like 80 20. You know, yeah. they're not losing carries. Um, I'm still big than... on ETN. I'm still big. On... I know he has I... some, like, they, they, I know they pull, they're bringing some other dudes in, but I, I'm still pretty big on them. He, he was pretty exciting. And, and I think that's, that's part of it. Like, he could make things happen. So, so I like that Jacksonville team as a whole. Everything about that team, I love. I mean, I I, I wasn't sold on Trevor Lawrence, and then no. I ended up getting him as a free agent last year, and he saves my season. Mm. If I didn't have him. I would not have. I would not have won regular season. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think and that was year two for him. Year three, I think he's going to really have it all tied together. Dirty. He threw only a handful of interceptions. It was less than ten. Um, he he looked good. Uh, then they have Cap, uh, Calvin Ridley, who's you know coming off his suspension. People forgetting about that kid, and they have uh, Christian Christian Kirk as well, who got paid big, and people are laughing about it, but it worked. They got Etienne, and then they also have um, Ingram at tight end. I like, and their defense was not bad. It, they, right. Like they're not a star defense, but they they did enough to keep them in the games. So it's like I like that Jacksonville team. And it's like when you look at it, it's like you look at the division, it's like what Colts, Tennessee, Jacksonville, and some other team that you know nobody needs. Houston. I mean, Tennessee's the only team that I look at. It's like, okay, that might be a threat, but are they? They so Jacksonville, and you know, I don't know. Like when when I end up drafting this year, the question is. You know, do I play with the formula now where receivers are king and go three stud receivers mm-hmm. and just say, let me go ahead and, you know, I'll play the running back roulette throughout the year like I did last year? Or do I go receiver, running back, running back, or receiver, receiver, running back? You know, yeah. it, it, there's a lot of thought to it. So I've been seeing, and I say one of the podcasts I just listened to like a week ago or something, or a day or two ago, actually, it was like talking about, a no RB or a hero RB setup mm. and no RB just sounds pretty scary to me. I did a couple of mock drafts doing it. And honestly, it was like, sometimes honestly, you can go in with the mentality, no RB, but like I said, you have to be fluid. And then like literally everyone else is taking everything and no one's picked a running back for like, besides like the one or two, three studs, you know? Yeah. And like all of a sudden it's like all the good receivers are gone and you're like, what, 10th, you know? And you're starting to think like, well, if I don't get a good running back, I'll just get a really shitty at this point, not shitty, but like a sub, a sub top receiver. So then you got to abandon the strategy, obviously, because it's better to go with the flow of the actual draft than it is to like literally, you know, you know, you know, know, permanent marker, your picks, you know? Yep. So, but the idea of hero RB, like that's something I'm going to try for sure. At least in one of the things I play where like basically my very first choice 
will be the very like if if it's available if i'm top five call it you know seven maybe but five i want to get one of those dope ass running backs i want to get the mccaffrey i want to get the barkley i want to get the you know uh not henry i think he's too old even though i he's gonna prove me wrong um and not eckler because he's ranked way too high I, I think people forget like he was amazing. He really was, but I don't know. I'm 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 doubtful. I'm not saying he's not amazing. I'm not saying he's not great. I'm just saying he's not those other guys. So yeah. I, I have more faith in like Chubb than I do Eckler. I mean, I think when it comes to our strategies for these drafts, like you say, you kind of got to go with the flow. What I like to do is I have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the plans change because your guy gets picked. So you got to go with the flow. Now I go with the flow, but then I come back to base. So let's say I'm picking seventh. Chances are I'm going to have to grab a receiver at number seven. Go with the best available receiver. Now, if that best available receiver is gone, it's like, well, fuck. What do I do here? Well, what's the flow? Oh, shit. Uh, Kelsey's available. Exactly. Maybe play Travis Kelsey right here is a weird spot. But you know what? Let's do something weird. And now, now that I got him, now let's go back to the plan. Because who is going to be my next pick? Well, my next pick would have been my next receiver anyway. Let's go ahead and grab that next receiver. Coming back down, I was going to grab a run. Oh, my running back's gone. Well, fuck it. And in my league, I know top, people get Top pissed. QB. You know, like, yeah. like it's one of those things where, like, yeah, you definitely got to be open. If you see that. All of your all of your really good choices are done. Like all the wants are gone in your receipt in your receiver and running back. It is totally for me viable that I'm like, fuck it. Okay, well then I'll get the top dog quarterback or I'll get Kelsey. Basically, it's only it's only Kelsey, to be honest. Um, I don't really see uh, what's his face being that same pool as as Kelsey is. Um, I know Andrews is like, oh, Andrews, Andrews, but he just didn't do what Kelsey did. And I feel like, I just feel like Kelsey's just special in that way. And I, I could, I could be yeah. proven wrong. I have a lot of faith in Waller this year also. And he's, he's undervalued yeah. right now. Um, well, I think too with, um, with Andrews, he, he has some injuries, but I've been hearing Isaiah likely over there in Baltimore. His name's been coming up a lot too. So as someone to kind of keep an eye on as kind of a late round sleeper. Mm. Um, but well, also- I like the idea of likely because uh, what's his face basically said, he's like, Oh no, I- I'm not worried about sharing. Wait till you see the one, two combo. Like yeah. when he was injured and he's coming back to like, Oh, so do you, do you assume you're going to take all the reps? And he was like, nah, I want to see both of us. Imagine that. Like he was open to the idea that you put both those studs out there and all of a sudden he wants to win games, is how I see it, you know? Yeah. Yes. Like it, like and that's really cool because when a player is like, you know, fuck your fantasy team, I want to win it, I want to fucking win a Super Bowl. Like that's awesome to see, even though it screws us, you know? Yeah. Oh well, like I think about it, like I know in, in any league I'm in, especially like the way that we set up our league, Steve and I, defenses. Most people are like, well, the defenses get drafted in the last round or second to last round. I was like, in our league, the defenses actually score pretty good. So I take defenses, and and that's what saved me last year. I had Buffalo and New England, mm-hmm. and those defenses, def- those two defenses rotating, and then um Trevor Lawrence. Like 
I don't oh I mean Jefferson when he was on, he was on, but he wasn't always on. I think right. I had like a three week span where he scored less than 10. And I was like, fuck, come on, dude. But Travis uh Trevor Lawrence was there for me, and Buffalo's defense was there for me. So and, and I'm not saying like you know, go for defenses early, but when when I get in the weird spot where it's like, okay, well, look, my contingency plans are falling through. Fuck it. I take a defense in like round six just to shake it up. But the thing is, once you do that, then people are like, oh, fuck. oh it's a landslide. It's a landslide yeah. of defense after that. Yeah, that's but, how it is. Like when, so when the first person breaks the defense or the even the kicker, like mm-hmm. you may be thinking kicker, you know, whatever, dead last. And then all of a sudden it happens in the 10th or 11th. And, and then you see all the kickers go at least the first five, because after the first five, there is a substantial. Yeah. Drop. So in our league, because we're here in Maryland, there's at least five people that want to get Justin Tucker. And I do it out of spite every year. <laughs> Just because I'm not a Ravens fan, but I will take Tucker out of spite. Uh, and um, so no, last year, I think my buddy's wife took Tucker in the fourth round. And oh, wow. she had to drop him. No. And I like for the bye week. And I picked him up and I played I played without a kicker that week. Oh wow. Just just that's just it. a spite. Just oh that's, yeah. That's oh, hate. and I still won that that's week. Hate I won that heart. week. Oh, that's hate in your heart. <laughs> Maybe, possibly, I don't know. But don't look, man. If if you got because Tucker was still top three, you know, and, and it's tricky with kickers because you just never really know. But Tucker is the one that's he he's kind of the consistent one that's always top three. Um, but I'm excited. Like Steve and I are going to talk about it tomorrow. We, we tomorrow's episode is going to be a, a big one because we got to talk about fantasy football. We got to talk about this uh, pizza. We're, we're going to do a pizza review uh, series over. Yeah, we're we're gonna review six I, I different say, pizzas. That that is like the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love you guys, but that is like the dumbest thing ever. How is this pizza? It's good, real good. Oh, how is this good. one? Mm, it's good. It's real good. <laughs> it's, it's like like pizza's pizza, man. Like they're all gonna be tens. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because you that French pizza with a certain je ne sais quoi. Like what are we what are we looking at here? <laughs> So what we're going to do is the, there's some like, you know, hole in the wall spots here okay. and then there are the chains and, you know, it's really kind of a game between comparing those because you get people that are like, oh, well, you know, I love Pizza Hut and they're like, I mean, good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I know for me, Pizza Hut has fallen off over the years. Oh, yeah. And and then, well, you know, yeah. you got Domino's who changed the whole fucking recipe up and it's like, OK, let's play with them. But then we got this one spot called Capri's around the corner. And it, it's know, like kind of really they, they, they named it after a salad, dude. So that you would think, oh, this can't be right, but it is though. The only thing is about those like hole in the wall spots. Well, there's some spots in Baltimore that they they already know after the bar, have it ready, already have the cheese pizzas already lined up because that's what you're showing up for. Large cheese, ten dollars. Go ahead, grab it and walk out. It's made. And then the traffic keeps moving. I don't know what they do with their dough, how they make it, but it's fucking magic. But there's a couple around here where, you know, the toppings are great. Everything's great, but the dough 
you know, there's just something about it. And then there's Lido's, which is, you know, kind of a, a DMV, you know, specialty out here that we have. Steve and I worked at Lido's growing up. And that's one of the things that I really want to get into discussion is kind of reviewing that because I know Steve still loves Lido's and I'm sick of Lido's. So I just really want to go in there and fucking I don't know, it. man. I don't know. It feels like you're like sharpening a knife that realistically is not there. Like there's no, there's no victim. It's just like you're just out to stab anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, got a lot of hate in my heart. Yeah. Let it out. You know, what's tough is that for me, when I'm, when I was, okay, I am still doing my podcast and I will do another episode. I know I've been MIA, but this has been honestly, thank you because this is really bringing me back into the moment and real, I'm realizing just how important this is for me and for my own yeah. mental health. So I, I, I am going to put this as a priority for me, especially cause I did it today and I did, I did it today more so because of you. You know, like this week is what I call my hell week. It's like I have the most work to do. Like I literally was late a little bit today because I was still working. And I started at like 8 a.m. Sheesh. So like, like it's just really hard this week. But don't get me wrong. Like in two weeks, I'm like playing ping pong at work. You know, so like I love my job. It's, it's fucking dope. You know, like I like what I do. I know. And... I love who I work with and who I work for. So I'm just totally stoked on it. Right. But, but at the same time, yeah, this week fucking sucks. And I still said yes. And I'm still here, even though it's hard on me, but good. But even then it's super enjoyable. And I like, man, imagine if I did my own or another one with you or whatever on my easy weeks, that would be super enjoyable, much better for me. You know, so I got to make it important for me again, because it is important to me. So, yeah, I, I got to do it. Um, Maybe we can, uh, you know, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. And maybe you can be my guest on mine sometime. You this let month. me know when and I'll, I'll make the time. Trust me. Cool, man. Um, like, I'll, I'll be honest, like for, for this record, like, like I told you last night, like I have fallen asleep. And even tonight, I was like, I was on my way out. And I was like, no, 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 no. Stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. Because I think part of my mindset, too, knowing just, you know, you're having a tough time. And, you know, just like, you know yeah. what? Let's get let's get recording. Maybe get the get the ball rolling for him on his end. But not just not just for the podcast, but just for the sake of, like, chatting with a friend. Right. You know, because I think at the end of the day, for what I see with the podcast is just that it is conversations with friends. Those are some of my favorite episodes or the episodes where we don't have a theme or a topic. We're, we're let's just hit record, see right. where our conversations go versus like the episodes where I have to actually interview somebody. Right. Right. And get the it's good to sprinkle those in, I'm sure. But, but yeah, that yeah. it's fluid and enjoyable when it's like just a conversation. Yeah, when, like when 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 it's a friend on the podcast, you know that's like okay, I can I can let loose, we can have fun, the conversations could go anywhere. But the thing is, is like having these these episodes, these conversations, you know, it does a lot. I think for myself personally, like I said, I've been going through a same two two to three week depression. Yeah, same. Um, I can't figure. I think part of it is my lack of sleep. 
Um, definitely. That's a big part. That's a big part, man. Um, but I think also too is, um, you know, you know, I get into these ruts where I start thinking. It's like, you know, what am I doing anything for? Mm-hmm. You know, why am I? It's like when I was at my old job. It's like I go to work every day. What's the end game? What's my goal? What am I? Like, and my coach, he made a good point when I was talking with him a couple years back, and goes. Goals have to be measurable. Definitely. And I started thinking about that again with work. It's like at my old job, I had no measurable goals. At this job, I work with an individual with um, intellectual delays. So our measurable goals are the things that he and I work on each day, whether it be, hey, don't cuss so much or don't talk with you know food in your mouth or mm-hmm. using manners, uh, you know, understanding boundaries, things like that. But those are measurable because you can see it. Hell, we're bowling today. And I says to him, when the other group is up bowling, stand back and wait, let them go. And then you take your turn. This was a huge thing for him because we've done this before and he didn't wait. I saw him today making a conscious effort to wait. Nice. Holy shit. He's getting it. So, you know, it's like, Having these measurable goals help get through the day. And I think like even with the podcast is part of that too. It's like, what's a measurable goal with the podcast? I'm not so much worried about numbers right. going up. I'm more so worried about the um like how genuine the content is. Like again, this conversation with us. It's genuine. We're just talking. We're all over the place, bouncing all over. Like there, no, there. At no point was there a hesitation or a thought of like, uh, where do we go next? Yeah. It, well, it uh, no lie, I've missed you. So I, I got rid of my Instagram. You know, like I didn't delete it or anything, but I, I basically mm-hmm. sent like my, you know, and, and I tried to not be dramatic about it. I'm like, this isn't. I'm not gonna put some stupid quote about like blah 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 yeah. or like we'll see who misses me or no. I, like I wasn't out for a like reaction you know i was just being cool because some of the people i talked to like you you know like i talked to on a daily basis there it was like multiple times a day Uh, i have conversations with who i consider friends you know like have i ever met you in person no but i consider you a friend you know and i have a few other people like that on instagram so me posting that was kind of a like hey don't feel like i'm ghosting my friends you know, like people who just, you know, happen to add me for whatever reason. And maybe I was like your mechanic or something when, uh, at a bike shop. Maybe you just yeah. know me from a work or a mutual acquaintance. You know, like that's cool. Like, I don't think you're going to care too much that I'm not there. Maybe you're, maybe you miss some of the memes I sent you. Right. But ultimately, like I have real friends that, that I've, I've grown to have on, on Instagram. And like we were saying earlier, some of them I don't really text except for on Instagram. Like that's where we, our communication is. And my cousin, Ulysses, I only talk to him via Instagram. I don't text him. I don't call him, but you know, he's my cousin and I talk to him a lot on Instagram. So that's one of the relationships where like, okay, that one kind of got hurt a little bit because we don't talk, you know? Um, yeah. But at the same time, I gotta be honest. I don't miss Instagram. Like I don't see. And I, I, and I, I, I get you. And it's like, I think at first I thought like, oh, well, if I do a podcast again, I'm going to have to 
put it on there to advertise it? I'm thinking, uh, no, no, I don't. Because like you said, like, what is that? I mean, obviously it's nice to share your experiences and, and have a, have the public like get something out of it. It's kind of like making music. You can make music in your basement and never share it at all. But once you share it and you, and you actually affect somebody and they're like, Hey man, I listened to you on the way to work. And I really dug that one part. Like it means something. It's like, cool. You know, like, Oh, I really like that. Like you're, it's a human experience. Yeah. So I do think that I could still get that without having to share. I just feel like I can. I feel like if I'm on Spotify, so if if you're on it, if you stumble on it, there's that experience, you know, like so I I don't I'm not sure if I'm going to ever get back on Instagram. I don't know for sure. I can say um one thing as far as the podcast and Instagram goes is um you know, the off the saddles Instagram hold on to that and just put up one post, you know, when a new episode drops and it's all you need at the very least that gives some, because those will pick up like right. that picks up later on. Um, you know, and people catch when it, like there are times where like really this week I was like, dude, I might take a break. I think part of why I don't take a break is that it's part of my routine now. Yeah. So it feels weird for me not to post, but also I put up a, I put up a meme to, or was it yesterday? I put up a meme this week. <sighs> These motherfuckers will argue about anything, yo. <laughs> it was a picture of the Jolly Green Giant and mm -hmm. it says vegans doing vegan shit. And then a picture of the Hulk saying vegans doing jujitsu. And let me tell you, man. We're approaching a hundred comments right now because oh my god, arguing. Oh my god, and that's part of why I stick around because it's like I don't it's comedy. Yeah, it's like you know what, but, but that's the thing. There's engagement. People are interacting. People are getting something from it somehow, some way. I don't know, but the thing is, it's like social media is a nightmare. It is a headache. And my teammate, he says to me the other day you know what would we what would i be doing without the internet you know what would we all be doing without the internet and i told him it was like i think the national Enquirer and mm. tabloid magazines would be fucking raking in bank right now oh yeah but since since like, we have the like internet. they used to like they used mm -hmm. to and, and don't forget um before the internet there was national Enquirer and shit like that yeah but there was a lot more like funny thing like america's funniest videos was huge yes it was huge so the like the desire for that specific content has always been there it's just mm -hmm. way more like like uh deliverable now you yeah. know yeah. and and i'm not saying i miss all the memes but i totally enjoyed all the memes and i mean literally we we became friends because of that i think like we did, yeah. i don't even think we had a conversation for a while it was just like meme 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 back and forth here's a meme there's a meme and all of a sudden there was like small talk in between it well like i was so right now i have like a a fucking folder of memes i just pedal out a handful, a handful of people, and as I'm scrolling down, I get to yours. I'm like, I'll save uh -huh. it. I'll save it. Oh, <laughs> because it's like I could flood you, and then you come back. You're like, fuck. There's five thousand, one thousand, <laughs> <laughs> or I can just say, oh, he's back. Okay, here's one. You know, start like spoon feeding them to you. Like, here's here's two, right. and then I get shot. 
And it's just like, yeah. And it's like, okay. And now you're about to get shot. Watch out. Heads up. Um, but yeah, like definitely, um, you know, you know, for the podcast, whatever you need from me, you let me know. Hell, even if you don't go back to, you know, promoting it on Instagram, let me know when you're dropping an episode, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have it set on the uh, thing. So I get a, a notification when an episode pops up on Spotify and then I'll promote it. You know, it's just like, hey, motherfuckers, go check it out. Because I think right now, motherfuckers already think like I have fucking eight podcasts. So you do. whenever I promote a pod, they're like, <laughs> oh, this motherfucker again. Wait, wait, you really don't? <laughs> I, I'm considering two more right now. It, You're the it's, master it's... of podcasts. When do we start ours? <laughs> shit, I mean, all right, here we go. Number six. Um, well, so a friend of mine has a podcast and they, they're starting it back up and they're looking for a third. So I might jump on board with them for that. And then I'm considering um, possibly doing one with winter. Uh, it, it would be a once per month type pod. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that put me at five right now. And it's like, and the nerd rage is kind of every so often. So it's like, shit. But I, I think what it all boils down to is like, I just like to fucking talk. And most of the time, none of the shit makes sense. That's why I love Colompton because yeah. I get to go in there and just say nonsense. And it, it like, I recorded with my wife the other night and I have the, the soundboard. And there's Channing Tatum from uh, 21 Jump Street saying, ha, gay. <laughs> in the middle of whatever she's talking, I don't know what she was talking about, but I pressed that button. She looked at me. She, the expression changed and anger came out. But the thing is, those are those moments. That's a genuine moment. And like, I, I laugh about it. those things. I laugh <laughs> about those things because I feel like in high school, you would do that and she would think it was charming. And yes. now that you're married, it's like, wait, that's not funny. It's like, that's my wife too, because well, I've always been terrible. Pissed. Oh yeah. I w- I've always been terrible. And I feel like I'll say a joke. That's kind of like that. Like she sets herself up, you know, like she'll say something innocently enough. I don't know how my wife became like your, your typical, like uh mom who's kind of oblivious to things, you know, but she's like that mom. She's becoming that mom. Like where she's like kind of oblivious to stuff. Um, like As innuendos, accidental innuendos and stuff like that. You know, I, I feel like it's almost on purpose, but you could see that there's genuine, like didn't mean anything weird or sexy about it. And then like, I'll be, I'll do like a, that's what she said type joke to her. And she'll just be like, really? She'll look at yeah. me and she just gets these eyes and like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Like, I like those moments where, yeah, like I said, like, I don't, I don't know what she was saying, but when I hit that button, <laughs> She got angry, and I was like, "Should I take it out of the pot?" And I was like, "No, absolutely not. I'm keeping it in there." But the thing is, we ended up recording again, and that wasn't in there. Uh, so I was trying to find another moment to piss her off in the next episode that we recorded. But the thing is, like I explained to her, I explained to a lot of people when I record with her, when I record with uh, Marilyn Phil, I know that it's they they get uncomfortable when when I go into like you know dante sleep deprived crazy mode so i do things on purpose to make phil uncomfortable uncomfortable and that's what i love about doing podcasts and even with steve i love saying shit to make him uncomfortable like last week i think we talked about cuck porn 
Like I was well, and that's what I try to explain to him. Also, is like I, I, I tell him, it's like I say a lot of shit. Seventy percent of it is not true, but I'm just saying it because I'm in the moment. I want to be a fucking dick about it. It's like, but then there's the other part where it's like, you don't know if it's true. Sometimes I might just be like, do, do you really watch cuckoo porn? I don't know. Do you think I do? It's like, well, you seem to know a lot about it. Well, I know a lot about porn. So, like, you just have to figure it out. Like, oh, wait a minute. It looks like Becca Rose saw my message. Oh, uh, Becca didn't reply, though. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm actually going to Google Becca later on. Okay. Oh, I should send her a video call right now. <laughs> View Facebook profile. When did she open this profile up? Um, A month ago. Because, yeah, I mean, more than likely. You see, it's like she stole someone's pictures. That's all. Mm. Fucking picture thief. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Um, Manuel. Yes, it's always great talking with you, my friend. Like it is basically like everybody has been listening in on a telephone conversation between us. Yeah, um, but not just any telephone conversation. The one with the cable attached to it in your room under the door <laughs> where you're like, no, you hang up first. <laughs> no, actually, that's exactly what it is because my cable or the fucking router is connected to the computer. <laughs> um, thanks to you because you, you put me on to that. Mm. Um, like, I got you. I got you. Other, otherwise, I'd still be in the dark ages using my phone to record podcasts. They're like, dude, you should really get some new internet. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to go with this cable. Our internet's really cheap, so you get what you pay for. So if you hardwire into the fucking router, mm-hmm. you get good internet. Yes, you but, do. Um, but thank you for doing this episode. Um, and, you know, again, just the conversation and everything, just being a good friend. Before we get out of here. No, you're not back on social media right now. No, I'm not. Shout out, mentions, anything you got for us. Shout out to the episodes I have on uh, Spotify, Off the Saddle Podcast. There's a couple of episodes there. Um, I am promising myself that I am going to do an episode, no matter how short or long, in August. So... If you haven't heard my stuff yet and you thought this conversation, this randomness was cool, you're you're literally like there's a reason why I'm off the saddle and you're, you know, off the mat. Like yeah. I was inspired by you to do something for myself for my mental health to just speak and just do the same kind of format you do. And a hundred percent, you know, uh was it uh what what is the biggest compliment? Uh, you know. I forgot, I forgot all the things. Uh, imitation is imitation. the form of flattery, I think. Yes, or that's what it is. Something. It is, yeah. My, my podcast is an imitation of you. Definitely done in my own style as far as like I do have a little bit more of a bicycle background. So I, I, instead of, uh, you know, having a root in jujitsu, it's more of a root in bicycles and bicycle culture. So if you dug that and you kind of want to hear maybe 10% bicycle culture and then 90% conversation, off the Settle podcast on Spotify. You can catch up right now if you haven't heard any of them, and you can look forward to the next episode, or you know, maybe not. I mean, <laughs> not for everybody. Yeah. Well, I can say for myself as a listener, 
it, it's opened my eyes to the cycling culture. I don't want to sideswipe many of the cyclers that I see now. They oh, still annoy good. me. That's good. That's I good. don't want to hit them with my car. So, and that's thanks to you. So they they can. I'll have them listen and also send you thank yous because you saved their lives. Oh well, because I was for sure going to run them over once. Happy to um, help. Careful, some cyclists have guns. <laughs> They'll shoot you. Fuck. When in Rome. When in uh, Rome. But but yeah, definitely. Yeah, everyone uh, check out the podcast. I'll also share the links in the stories and in the show notes. Uh, as always, everyone else listening. Thank you. If you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out. You can find me at Off The Mats Podcast or on BJJ.Wiki, both on Instagram. Um, I love the always give the shout outs here to Nerd Rage Radio. My crew over there, Bobby, Chris, Joe, the main three on the show, but also Marilyn Phil, Ricky Tiki, Raul the Machine, um, all the fellas over there. Uh, thank you for everything you guys do. If you don't even listen to the podcast, Marilyn, I know you're listening. Um, and Ricky. So thank you guys. I also want to give a shout out to my other podcast. So you like horror. If you like scary movies, go check it out. Uh, we've been, you know, getting into the woods with the horror by the decades, which man, well, I believe you did the thirties with me or the forties. I think it was forties. Um, so, uh, go check those out. We, we, uh, just got through with the 90s. We're going into the 2000s and the 2010s. So it's about to be a fun ride as for is we're starting to get to where we are currently. And, and let me tell you, fun times. The 90s ended up being a little bit more expensive than I thought it would have been. So definitely check that out. Uh, who knows? You may hear the episode where my wife yells at me. I don't know which one I put out. There's two episodes. There's episode A and episode B. And I'm pretty sure she was pissed at me in both. So go check it out. Um, and last but not least, big shout out to Manuel here, Manny Fresh, and the Off the Saddle Podcast. Make sure you guys go check it out. And, um, you know, you won't be sorry. Um, otherwise, thank you as always to all of you. I love you. I appreciate the hell out of everyone. Thank you for being here for all three of these fucking years. We're going to the fourth year. We're going to knock this out the park. That's thank cool. you. Love you guys. You guys keep listening. And I'm going to keep making these shows. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. They published it. Now let me see his soul.